Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hello and welcome to the Voices of Reason podcast. I am Jason Lee and Amy Donaldson is yes. back from Great Britain. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Well, that was very cool <laughs> that you got to go there. Uh, we're going to hear about, a little bit about that trip, I hope, at some point. Yes. Uh, and today we are having a candid conversation with Eric Eliason. He is with the Utah United Party. United Utah. United Utah. I'm going to get that right one of these days. And he is running for Congress in the state's first district. And thank you for joining us today. Glad to be here. And um, I'm going to have you get... Uh, uncomfortably close to that microphone. Okay, no yeah. problem. It's it's, so, it's, a, it's a thing. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, um, why? First of all, tell people who, about your story. I mean, uh, kind of how who you are and how you got to the to the decision to uh, run for Congress. Well, uh, you know, I, I was interested in politics as a young guy, like many people are. You think mm-hmm. hey, maybe at some point I had an undergrad in international relations, which put me in a lot of uh, uh, political science type classes and that type of thing. And, but uh, by, the time I got, by the time I graduated, I couldn't see myself as a Republican or a Democrat. And if you can't see yourself as a Republican or a Democrat, you can't really see yourself running for office uh, uh, one day uh, because you need to be one or the other. Well, um, I got uh, since 2016, I've been continually more frustrated with federal politics, uh, like many people. And uh, also recognizing, well, nothing I can do about it, right? Um, I'm not Republican. I'm not Democrat. Uh, United Utah Party got, uh, was formed. Uh, Jim Bennett ran uh, in 2017. This was kind of in the back of my mind. I knew this was going on. Founded by a former professor of mine, Richard Davis. And uh, 2018 hit, fe- February. And I start following the money, which isn't a good thing. Right? <laughs> I start following the money and wondering why certain decisions are being made and why we're not resolving certain issues. And, uh, you know, I, I, I realize that uh, Rob Bishop, who I'm running against, gets uh, 93% in the previous election cycle. 93% of his money came from outside of the state of Utah. Uh, oil and gas, number one. Uh, casinos, number two. I'm like, how does any of this make sense? And then you start following the money for, for other congressmen and—, and I'm like, you know, something's got to change here. And I was in a position where I had uh, control of my time. Uh, I had some initial resources. And after complaining so much in 2016 about our, our choices, <laughs> I was like, you know, if, if I'm going to keep complaining, I better do something about it. And with United Utah, look, I, I, I can be a centrist yeah. and jump into the race mm-hmm. and, uh, and not change my politics, which I wasn't willing to do. I, I, I didn't want to. You're going to pretend integrity to do something of, of else. my politics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so hey, here, here's an avenue, and uh, we're going to make a statement. Yeah. And so, first of all, how old are you? 
I'm 46. Okay. And you, uh, before we were talking offline, you, are you from Idaho, you said? No, I was, I was born in Logan, mm-hmm. Utah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm back to a mile and a half from where I was See, born. Okay. Mm-hmm. I grew up in southern Idaho, and then I've, I've lived uh, roundabout, but to 20 years in Utah, uh, well, more than that, uh, since uh, graduating from college. Okay. Well, tell us about your family. What did they say when you said, "Hey, guess what, guys? I think I'm going to run for Congress." <laughs> you know, you got to, you got to, you got to pull them together and just and say, "Does this, does, does this work? Are we, are we <laughs> yeah. okay making this type of a sacrifice?" Uh, uh, my wife's been a, a gem. Uh, my my daughter, who is in college mm-hmm. uh, down in Utah County, she was. She's like, Dad, you know, you could, you'd be really good at this, and, and uh, I'm proud of you for doing this. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a huge sacrifice. And Do you just have the one daughter? No, I've got – so I've got uh, three daughters okay. and a, a son. Yeah. Uh, our kids came kind of uh, slow and then fast. So my first two are adopted, uh, but my middle two are 10 months apart. My wife was <laughs> pregnant a month after. Uh, my second was— Isn't that uh, against the rule? Yeah, well, I it, 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 was, it was like, whoa— <laughs> As, as a woman who's had a baby, I'm just saying that's like the greatest thing, right? You're like, no, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but when yeah. you're when you're like dealing with uh, two a.m. mornings and, yeah. and and it was it's a shocker. It's it's yeah. cool. And so I have three in high school right now. Do you? Three yeah, kids which in means you can have three in and college. And he's running too. for Congress. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have two seventeen-year-olds. Yeah. By the way, two seventeen-year-olds is better than two sixteen-year-olds. Right. <laughs> uh, we got about yeah, two minutes left in this particular okay. segment. So yeah. I, I wanted to. Uh, so I'd st- like to know what you do for a living yeah. before we move on from yeah. your person. So yeah. I've been growing uh, uh, businesses for for my career, except mm-hmm. for a, a brief stint uh, at, at a big consulting firm. I've been growing uh, uh, companies, and so in, in Davis County and in Cash in Cash County, we've we've sold a couple of those, uh, grew them, uh, sold them, had successful ve- uh, ventures. I'm an adjunct professor now at Utah State. I teach entrepreneurship, and then we invest in small companies that mm-hmm. you know are, are in the same same path that we were, mm-hmm. and we try to uh, help them not make the same mistakes and and have uh, some of the success that we did. Okay, so well, in, so in that way, uh, you're not doing this. Uh, I mean, you don't necessarily think of this as a career path for you. Potentially. No, <laughs> no, no. I can think of better career paths. So the United Utah Party um, is—is it a centrist philosophy, or is it sort of what is the? Yeah, it, it, the it's saying look, look. Yeah. Uh, we we need to be able to build bridges. Uh, uh, there's good things that com- that Republicans have in mind in Democrats, and there's a whole bunch of common sense, uh, common ground, and, and common sense that mm-hmm. we can look at and uh, find a philosophy that, that that we can adopt and move forward. So, trying to get a, get away from the kind of extremist politics that we've yeah. been developing yeah. for the and, last and no litmus test. I mean, you, you got this platform, and, and you know how you feel about abortion supposed to determine how you feel about corporate taxation. Right. Yeah. Uh, come on, <laughs> yeah. But you're completely uh, disparate. Uh, uh, well, and it's sort of all or nothing. You're in. You're a Republican, or you're not. Right? Y- yes. It's kind of yeah. become a religion in that. Yeah, regard. but but if you so. look, forty-seven percent of Americans identify themselves as independent. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that number's growing, mm-hmm. and uh, even even those that uh, identify. Do you think they're really independent? Because he's the only true independent I've met. Um, you know, I think most people are like my husband and I, and just frustrated. I'm an ex Republican. He's an ex Democrat, and we just are frustrated with our party, so we don't affiliate. But 
we sort of still sort of vote those. We have those tendencies. You yeah, know? but you don't have. Yeah. You've had no yeah. other choice, right? Yeah, you've had no other exactly. choice than a Republican or a Democrat. There's no one. Yeah. If if you identify yourself as a centrist, you haven't had a candidate. Yeah, and. Our nomination processes are also right. on those far extremes. Yeah, if you like a candidate, he's not making it through the primaries. Yeah, she's and, not and, making and it. who, uh, you know, there's, there's a statement, I can't remember who said it. He's like, I don't care who the electoral is, I just want to be the one who determines who the candidate is. is. Uh, and wow, what a, what a bad system. <laughs> We're going to uh, come back and continue our discussion with Eric Eliason with the Utah United Party. He's, uh... Did I do that again? Yeah. United Utah. United yeah, Utah. yeah I, I did we it for a while, too. I, did I know. I was just going to say, yeah. we both yeah. have dyslexia, moment, and I'm going to tell them that's and, what it is. And by the way, <laughs> yeah. and we're doing a dyslexia show next yeah. week. Yeah. So um, that's another – we're going to – United Utah Party. He's running for Congress in Utah's first district against Rob uh, Bishop and uh, a, a bevy of other candidates. And we will have more with Eric after this. You're listening to the Voices of Reason podcast. Welcome back to the Voices of Reason podcast. Uh, we are having a candidate conversation with Eric Eliason from the uh, United Utah Party. And uh, he's uh, been gracious enough to come down from Cache County to talk to us this morning. And I'm wondering, so we talked a little bit offline about um, government reform. And, I mean, it seems logical if you're running with a party that's just gotten started, that was sort of formed from the ashes of what we used to believe our political system was. What sort of are the priorities for you as a candidate? Yeah, my, my number, so my number one priority is government reform. And that, that came from following the money and saying, wait, how can, how can this work? Mm-hmm. And there's a number of places that, that we can look to, re, mm-hmm. to reform the system. Uh, one, 80% of people support term limits. But, but the uh, people in charge don't support it. So how will we not. ever get certainly it? Not. Yeah, how will certainly it? not. Even when they run on it. <laughs> yeah. But there's a term limit caucus out. Uh, out. It's actually uh, 27 Republicans, one Democrat, uh-huh. and zero uh, from Utah. Uh, no one, no one on it from Utah. Uh, you know, yeah. if we build that group up mm-hmm. uh, to say, you know, and and part of it's having I'm kind people of out there that, that are only actually, one Democrat on that. So one, yeah. one, one. Uh, what what kind of limit do they look at? What, I mean, do, do you? I see, don't know. There, there's some very very. My yeah. my personal opinion is yeah. uh, eight years. Yeah. Uh, for As a congressman, a congressman, and twelve okay. years for a senator. And what people need to understand, they're all, the argument against it always is you give up seniority. But if everybody's under a term limit, right. You don't give up seniority. Right. You're all right. in the same. We change the system. You know, you change the game. Yeah, and 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 really, I, I think we put way too much weight on seniority. Right? right. Who sells seniority? Those who have seniority. Yeah. Uh, Old people. But, uh, you know, Jason Chavitz, when he went out there, he made waves uh, as, a, as a junior. I, th- we can have an impact yeah. uh, whether, whether you're senior or not. Yeah. You have a vote. Yeah. Uh, everybody has a vote. So uh, an- another one is campaign finance. I mean, yeah. totally out of control. You're raising money at the same time you're voting on bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's wrong. There's a reformers caucus. It's 201 members of Congress. Mm-hmm. And uh, former members of Congress yeah. uh, that have left, also ca- a few cabinet members, and they're saying this money thing is totally messing with our complete system. Uh, it, it, it cannot work. And you know, some of their propo- one of their proposals 
is that we don't raise money while we're passing bills, while, while we're in session. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they bring up the fact that as a congressman, you spend 30 to 70 percent of your time raising money to keep your job. So here we have uh, – if you're working at Walmart and you're making decisions on what comes into Walmart, what products, they won't let you take a bottle of water from a vendor because they don't want that to influence your decision. Right. Uh, but So they recognize this taint. They recognize that that could happen. Yeah. 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 Everyone does. It happens to us. Right, right. Yeah. right. It, yeah. ha- it happens to you. But yeah. yet you can, you can take money to keep your $200,000 a year job. Uh, wh- While you're wh- making wh- votes on whether or not pharmaceuticals yeah. should, so, yeah, yeah. So why, why, why haven't we resolved health care? That's yeah. why we haven't resolved health care. Yeah. And you can go down the list. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just it's just not right. And and is it the only pe- the only people in Congress that can't see that? You know, the, uh, someone said, uh, "I don't know who discovered water, but it sure uh, damn sure wasn't a fish." Right. You know, when when, <laughs> when, when you're when you're when you're in it, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, Come on. This is conflict of interest in every other place. KSL does an, an article about uh, a sister company. It discloses, hey. Absolutely. That, yeah. we, yeah. that we have right. some kind of uh, connection right. with that. That's right. right. Yeah. And, uh, so let me ask yeah. you on, on, the, on the reforming, because this is a topic that I debate on a regular basis with a couple of friends and, um, who are in government. <laughs> and, and one of the things we've been d- debating a bit is this. I don't know if you've seen the movie Dark Money. Um, that PBS is actually – I think it, they showed it last night, but um, I would recommend that to anybody uh, just because I think it's really helpful in kind of understanding the way political money works right. and these PACs and how they get yeah. – because for normal people, this is – we don't even know this is happening, right? And and so I wonder the Citizens United decision, like how do you – how do you make this kind of reform or how do you push this kind of reform in the wake of a decision like that that gives corporations basically an unfettered right to, to donate money? Yeah, and I, I think Citizens United uh, takes freedom of speech and makes it unequal. Yeah, I, yeah because I, I now my a, $50 matters right. nothing to my nothing, congressman. Nothing at all. Yeah. And uh, the, the research has shown that 15 groups yeah. have donated uh, $600 million. 15 groups. 15 groups, $600 million. To our political elections. To our, to our political elections. That's, you know. There's it, a reason that our work. Congress people are not yeah. listening to us while they're not holding town halls oh, oh, no. or no, they don't no. return they emails. They don't have to. No, yeah. and, and yeah. You, know, you, you ask someone and you say, say oh, I, I noticed you're, you're, you're donating to so-and-so. Why are you doing that? Um, well, we needed something resolved. We needed, we needed yeah. to act. That's what they say. Why do companies do it? I come from we, a business background. Re- return on investment. Absolutely. Yeah. Return you, you, you on You would not investment. give money if you didn't expect something. Right. Especially you, right. don't, you wouldn't give the maximum if you didn't think you were going to get something back from it. Right. Right. Well, and as a candidate trying to raise money, I'm sure you are having meetings with people. And, and this idea of what can you do for me or how can you help me or these are what my priorities are. Do they match yours? Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and by the way, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm funny a substantial amount. I, I don't spend time fundraising. I should. My staff – it drives my staff crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, we – we got something like three hundred thousand dollars is, is is what we've got. So we're running a, a credible campaign. But what I don't want to do is spend that spend that time doing that, uh, having having those type of of obligations. Uh, by the way, just a couple other reforms: mm-hmm. seventy two hours to read the bill. You know, yeah, to make sure everyone's actually reading what they're voting yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bills come down; they're being told how to vote on on the bill. Uh, you know, bills are whipped. That's why you have a minority whip, a majority whip. They're whipping the, the, the bills. An intern will show up and say, 
you know, you didn't vote the, on this the way the, the way that you were supposed to. True story. You, I mean, uh, we've got this from actual congressmen themselves. Uh, so 72 hours, you actually read the bill and you determine how it works for your constituents. Um, and it makes a whole lot more sense. So I, I, you're not going to be sure that they read it in 72 hours, but no. at least you're no, going to give people time. The, right. Those that want right. to are going right. to be able to read it. We're going to yeah. come back and hear your, uh, your other, because you have another one you want to mention too, but we want to keep ourselves on time here because I, I, I kind of yeah. let us get out of hand for uh, the first segment. <laughs> you are listening to the Voices of Reason podcast. We are having a candidate conversation with Eric Eliason, who is running for Congress in the 1st District for the United Utah Party. And finally, I get that right. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. And we are back. You're listening to the Voices of Reason podcast. I am Jason Lee along with Amy Donaldson. And we are <laughs> chatting with Eric Eliason with the United Utah Party. He's running for Congress in the 1st District. Uh, and we talked a little bit about some of your priorities. And you mentioned a lot of this is related to uh, finance and, and, and how we spend money. What's uh, beside uh, keeping dark money and, and the whole Citizens United thing going? What, what are some of the other priorities you have? Uh, Health care. Uh, mm-hmm. Health care. Let me mention them. Health care, national debt, and then uh, a, a different twi- take on environment than what, what we've been taking. But uh, health care, if you look at health care as a bucket uh, in terms of it's our biggest expenditure as, as a government. It's our a huge expenditure we have as individuals and as companies. We pay a higher cost uh, than any of the other. Deb- it, well, than anyone in the world. And we're not getting the same results as other developed countries. Yeah, we have among the highest mortality rate among women having babies, and uh, our infant mortality rate is one of the highest among developed countries. And you would think, yeah. with all the technology that we, America has everything. I mean, we we, yeah. we we got everything. Yeah, but if you don't have access to it, that's right. the problem. Yeah. So yeah. there's 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 a, there's a number of issues, and we've talked about them on our show probably ad nauseum if you're a regular listener. But uh, but that there's access to health care, which is insurance, and being able to access you know doctors and hospitals when you need them, and then there's the cost. Yeah, and by the way. This all goes up. Why do I put government reform before things like healthcare and national yeah, debt? Yeah, it's because you got. If you don't, that, do that's that. part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the problem. Now you could still go down and, and work on some of these others, but uh, you know when you when you've got pharmaceuticals uh, negotiating and writing part of the laws mm-hmm. on the Affordable Care Act, for example, mm-hmm. you know that. Uh, you know, we're, we're not actually getting to... I think people the, aren't aware of that, too, that that really does happen. That's not hyperbole. No, no, yes. no, yeah. no. It's documented. Yeah. Yeah. These are documented. It's, it's what they do. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you were mentioning uh, national debt, too? Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're here we are. We've got a Republican Congress. We've got a Republican White House. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be the fiscal responsible party. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're combining tax cuts with $1.3 trillion of spending. Uh, that just doesn't. That's not a formula for fiscal responsibility. So, what do you propose on the national debt? Like, what are your what? How do you get at that? I mean, you get rid of the tax cuts. Do you get rid of some spending? What do you? Well, on, on the spending side, first of mm-hmm. all, the, the health care. Mm-hmm. It's it's the it's the biggest bucket. People don't realize how big it is relative to military spending, uh, mm-hmm. uh, for example. So, yeah. um, if we can uh, uh, clean up so that we're not paying so much more for pharmaceuticals than the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that so that we have good transparency uh, of the system and know what we're what we're getting and and have uh, choice, 
then hopefully that can that can drop and become a you know address that biggest bucket. Um, number two, we got to finally address social security. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, there, there's people my age that aren't depending on it right away. Well, start pushing that out. To st- start addressing that. So that's the number two bucket. Then you get into to, to the rest of the buckets. And for heaven's sakes, the, the culture of spending in government, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you hit the end of the 8 o'clock or 8 p.m., mm-hmm. The night you're passing a bill and you get earmarks that are two and a half inches deep that no one can read, you know, that's a problem. Another problem is use it or lose it budgets that, these, that the government mm-hmm. has. Yeah. You know, we hear over and over, I had $2 million that I had to spend in a two-month period because you know, our, our bosses and you have would to spend lose it that on money. A, and you have to spend it in a certain way. Yeah. So it's not even like you have discretion to say, oh, we need this for teacher yeah. raises or this has to go to classroom size or you know, there's certain things yeah. that you're – Earmarked, you can't you have you can't spend them a different way. Well, and, and talking about the way you have to spend it, uh, also you know, do we need green hard drives? And so we're going to pay extra for green hard drives. You know, the, the, the specs uh, that, that are given sometimes mm-hmm. we'll pay two, three times as much for a project uh, if it's if it's federally funded mm-hmm. than if it's than if it's uh, state or private. Mm-hmm. And those are, th- you know, that, that culture needs to be changed, and that can come through listening to. We've been listening to a lot of federal employees; they yeah. see those problems. I do want to go back. Just uh, we whizzed by it. Social Security. Um, when you said there's people like our age who are, who are not relying on it right away. So what's your? Do you have a solution for that, or do you, is that just something you think needs to be? No, no. We, to, to push that to push that out, and that could be on an, an so incremental. The age, so, so the, the age, age of retirement would be right. higher for people right. my age. Well, look like when when, when yeah when yeah. It, it was set up, sixty five year sixty five years of age was the life expectancy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was together. Yeah, it was was a social security insurance program. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, now we're living an average age of 80 or whatever, and we haven't pushed it. We don't need to push it to 80, but we got, we we should push it out. Other ideas that have been brought up are, you know, I've, Talk to to people. What is it now again? What's what's the social security age now? Is 62, it sixty? Isn't it? No. Well, like it'd be, be there's, there's early sixty five yeah. and yeah. Oh, yeah. sixty five for full yeah. benefits. Yeah. 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 yeah, But I think you I think you can actually push now to seventy and receive a greater benefit. Yes. I think they're and that's what they ask you to do. They ask you to push already, it off as far as you can. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds to me like and I and I admit that I come at this from you know a a poor person's you know and, and I wasn't poor in the truest sense of the word so i'm not saying that but from a person who didn't come from a lot of money to push it to 70 seems like 10 years that's what you get when i know people rich people who retire at 50 right and obviously some people are going to say that's because of their decisions and the things they did but those are generational things and i do think if maybe if we address some of the other issues like wage discrepancy and job issues i mean I, i thought one of the more fascinating conversations we had was about the types of job issues that exist, right? So it's not just a matter of does everyone have a job. It's does everyone have a job that um, utilizes their skills. So there are a lot of jobs that go unfulfilled. So we have like 4,000 tech jobs in Salt Lake County or along the Wasatch Front that are unfilled. But also in the rural communities, you have wage stagnation. So you have people living on poverty wages um, or they leave their communities, so I think the job thing is one, maybe one thing. But what do you, what do you see in that? As that, because I it like makes me, I I'm not going to lie, nervous when I hear 
the whole social security thing. And I think it's probably because of the conversations have been get rid of it or yeah, or yeah, leave it yeah. as it is. Well, well right? and, and, and the we, thing uh, is, before is, I get you going on, I know oh. that I hate to do this to you. Oh, we, 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 I do this We have all to close the this segment, but I promise you, you <laughs> she did. She <laughs> didn't see Josh put up the one over I'm here. Sorry, Josh. You're going to get to uh, okay. answer this yeah. in full right. when we yeah. come back. Uh, we're having a candidate conversation with Eric Eliason with the Utah, I'm sorry, the United Utah Party. I'm going to do this right one of these days. Uh, he's running for Congress in the 1st District. And uh, we're talking about some great issues, including uh, an upcoming Social Security and how we could at least broach the idea of fixing that problem. You're listening to the Voices of Reason podcast. Welcome back to the Voices of Reason podcast. I'm Amy Donaldson, along with Jason Lee, and we're talking to Eric Eliason, who is running for Congress in the 1st Congressional District with the United Utah Party. Um, we, I, I tormented you with a big, long question before the break. Uh, you want to give the answer on Social Security and sort of... Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think no, no matter how you look at it... Yeah. Uh, if you don't do something, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'd rather have something than nothing. And yes. so, so uh, we've got to make some hard decisions. And there's probably going to be some give up um, uh, yeah. on that in order to. So you're either going to be that. working a couple of extra years right. or it's not going to be there. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, there's, there's not a lot of choices. Now, again, this goes back to this, this partisan issue. Yeah. Right. You got, you got two parties and we, we all know it's a problem. We can't sit down and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Again, and we're supposed to be the, the reason... best of the brightest people in the country at solving these kinds of yeah. issues. It's the reason we have to Now go... what again? We're supposed to be the best and the <laughs> brightest yeah. people, supposedly, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right, right. So let me ask you, you mentioned, too, that you had kind of a non-traditional or a unique oh, take on well, environment. Well, well, yeah. well just, just that, um, first of all, we've, we've got this problem with uh, intellectual div- diversity and, and valuing that in this, in mm-hmm. this country and in, sure. and in politics. Um, and uh, I'm not necessarily saying non-traditional, but but we've yeah. got every politician in Utah uh, that, that's elected looking at, at, at public lands. It's more about ex- extraction. Of pri- you know, there was even uh, uh, Lee proposing uh, that we bring up the settlements again. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think none of them are saying from this other perspective that, that when you poll is really important is that you know, with public lands, there's some places that we want to keep uh, keep safe and we want to we want to protect yeah. and that we can have a balance in that. You know, my district uh, includes the Uinta Basin. That's a, that's a good place for for extraction and, and doing that. But there's other places that, that we ought to really consider. Do we need to be drilling? Do we need to be extracting? Do we need to be given a Canadian company? Uh, the leasing rights on the minerals mm-hmm. uh, in in Grand Staircase Escalante. I do think that is a far more nuanced nuanced conversation than right now we are capable of having publicly. I think it's probably going on in private, but it's definitely not happening in the, yeah. like in in public so we can see and hear it. Yeah, and and you know, at what point do we actually have the conversation in Utah about global warming yeah. and glo- and global climate change? I, and are we are we going to have it? Yeah. Um, Across party lines, right? Yeah, 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 yeah sure, okay. sure. And and finally, we we do have. I mean, Romney's talking at, at least uh, acknowledging it. Rob Bishop acknowledges it. Says you know that that we got to weigh it with the economic and social Im- implications. Well, yeah. what what are the economic and social implications if we don't have water along the Wasatch yeah, Front? Exactly. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's switch gears a tiny bit. And uh, I, I'm curious. I I like to ask. Um, is there some 
adversity or something in your life that you've overcome, or what's the toughest thing that the toughest challenge that you faced? You know, we we all go through different things. I I'm in an interesting situation where a month before I was born, my my dad died, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, uh, but there's always a cool side of that, right? Mm-hmm. Because I have a, a dad that's non-biological uh, mm-hmm. that raised me and, and raised me as, as, as a son. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I end up adopting two daughters. And uh, shortly thereafter, my, my mom passes away at a mm-hmm. very young age. Mm-hmm. So I have no biological uh, uh, parents and, and, and grandparents. You know, they're gone. Well, when you're adopting and, and you see, hey, this isn't about blood because your dad showed that it wasn't about blood. That's a pretty that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. And now my grand my kids grandparents aren't biolog- biologically yeah. related at all. And, you yeah. know, that there's uh, none of all but, four, the, the adopted ones and the non. Yeah. So, you know, those are just cool uh, experiences that I've had. Um, that have shifted your yeah. perspective a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it, it, those are those are uh, uh, hard things when when you lose mm-hmm. a mom at a, a, at a young age. Is it's a good a great grandma and mm-hmm. uh, to your kid, not mm-hmm. great grandma, but yeah. you know, yeah, a, great, wonderful grandma. a wonderful grandma. A wonderful grandma. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, and well, I, I want to make sure I give you a full two minutes. But so, is there uh, somebody who's been a role model for you uh, or a mentor, uh, either in your business life or your personal life? Oh, I've had an I've had a number of them. I, I firmly believe, uh, as, as far as a, a political person that that I admire, uh, Ed Red, legislator Ed Red, mm-hmm. uh, who's dealing with uh, a cancer right now. He's not running for reelection. Uh, state state legislator, a guy like a, a guy like Ed Red should be actually doing what I'm doing instead because he he just ha- does so many things uh, in his life uh, right, but. Um, Ed didn't take any any money uh, for his campaign, and I, I looked it up right. I'm I'm following the money. I said follow the money. I follow the money, and it's clean. I I say Ed, you didn't take any money. He said, Yeah, they would send it, and I would send it back. He's a doctor, so he'd get pharmaceutical money, and he'd send it back. He said, Why Why I went to legislator? I wanted people to know that they could ask me a question. And it wasn't tainted by anything, mm-hmm. and then he's just. He's just a giving person. The first time mm-hmm. I met him, he had a group of uh, uh, refugees from Southeast Asia uh, mm-hmm. working, hel- helping us sandbag our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. that, that's just that's just who he is. He has a garden plot for uh, for refugees to raise land, um, food on. Yeah, just a great guy. Do you have a mantra or a motto that you you like that you utilize? Um, you know, one 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 that we've uh, that's come in and out of our campaign is to, together we can do better. Mm-hmm. You know, bridges are the first casualty of war, and I think for a reason, in, right? In, in, yeah, in Congress we burned those. Yeah, and maybe we can we can bring that back and go across party lines and 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 talk again. Why should people in about a, a minute and a half to two minutes? Why should people vote for Eric Eliason? Well. I, I think I'm unique in the in the fact that I'm not. I, if I was Republican or Democrat, and I go out to Congress, the first people I would report to are Republican leadership or Democrat le- Democratic leadership. That's just what you do. I want to I want to report back to the to the people of Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, second, I, I think I, I represent a more aggregate group of Utah voters, and I, I think so much has been. 
uh, more a 22% of, of people get really well represented and, and, the, and the rest really, really don't. And then I'm, then I'm not, I'm not tainted by, by the money. I'm not beholden to, to anybody as far as how I go out there and, and how I vote. Um, those things really matter. And, and it's, the, it's almost the principles behind those that are going to be more important than, what I, um, uh, than, than the specific issue. Uh, you know, we look at uh, solutions coming from a platform of Republican or a platform of Democrat. What I find when I didn't have a defined platform and had to come up with my own is I had to go out and I had to listen. I had to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And what you find is the solutions just don't come from those two platforms. They could be completely off that grid Uh, And that's what we need to do. We have to have innovation, collaboration, and listening uh, in Congress. You can't beat that. Listen, I want to say thank you very much to Eric Eliason with the United Utah Party. Finally, I I can actually say that right. (laughs) Running for uh, First District Congress uh, here in the state of Utah. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. I I want to say uh, hopefully you will uh, enjoy these conversations and join us again for the next episode of the Voices of Reason podcast. And if you have any comments about our show, please contact us via email at vormed at gmail.com or at vorjasonl at gmail. Or you can find us on Twitter at adonsports and at jasonlee1. Our show's Twitter handle is at vorpodcast. You can check out our Facebook page and you can also find and subscribe to us uh, to our podcast on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or other places where you might find interesting podcasts. Be sure to review our show as well. We'd love to get your feedback and it helps us grow our audience. Until next time, I'm Jason Lee. When you engage in passionate debate, do your best to keep your dialogue civil. Try to be the voice of reason.